We do exist to help people know God. Not that I know everything about God or I bring him with me, so to speak, but we exist to help people know God. We help each other know God. You help me and I help you to know God. That's why we exist. We don't exist just for ourselves. We exist to help people know God in our ways, in our personalities, in our thoughts. The scripture, the key scripture that I'm going to focus in today is taken out of a book of the Bible called Hebrews. Guess who it's addressed to? Hebrews. Right. Yeah, it's actually a long sermon by a, a preacher. We don't know exactly who it is, but it was to the Hebrews. It was to Hebrew Christians, Christians, Jews, who had discovered what it meant to live for Jesus, but they were in danger of what is falling to so many people is going backwards in their faith. They started to not acknowledge God's presence and forget who he was. And in the, in the uh, process, started actually losing their confidence in God. And Hebrews is such a Jewish book, you really need to read the Old Testament to understand all of it. But in that book, the preacher is referring back to ancient Israel and the problem of ancient Israel was replete even in the Christian Jews of the time. And even though this book is thousands of years old, it's still very current today. And the problems that happened as you study scripture in the ancient Jewish people was they would start to make, give their loyalty to God. They would declare with all vehemence that I am going to follow you, but things would happen in their life and they would become fearful, get backed against the wall, and they would go for the quickest way out. Have you ever been to a place where you're backed against the wall and you just want any way out. If God doesn't show up, I'll make a way. And they did. Either that or they would uh, give in to the culture around them with the continualist idolatry. Now, I doubt if anybody in here has idols like in your car or at home that you physically worship. But there are an idol is a, a man or a woman created thing that we create that we worship. We basically we worship our own creation. Now, some people use little statues and little figurines and crosses to help them pray through. They're not worshiping the, uh, the item itself. I understand that. But they were caught up and they could be pulled back. You think about what pushes back even against our faith. People lost their awareness of God. Here's the key scripture. I'm just going to focus on mainly this scripture out of Hebrews, verse 3, 7, and 8. It says this, this is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the, in the wilderness. So I've given you a little bit of context. There's so much more to that. I encourage you. There's some great nuggets of truth in the book of Hebrews. But it starts out with this word, today. Today. Today, it's current. It's this moment, not just ancient Israel, not just the church thousands of years ago, but today, when you hear God's voice, 
don't harden your voice. Let's put that up there one more time. And I'd like you just to say that at, almost as a, a prayer together. Would you with me? That is why the Holy Spirit says, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. Today, right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Don't let your hearts get hardened, but be aware that he is present now. I'd like to rephrase that and make it a positive statement. Today, when you hear the Holy Spirit speaking, be open to him. Today, in this moment, that's why we have Holy Spirit, you are present here in every little intricacy of our life. Today, whatever that moment will be, as we mentioned earlier, we have this moment that I will be open when the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And as we began this service, to anticipate that he will. Even for people who claim to believe, sometimes this is so hard for us to actually believe that he's present and he's speaking because he's invisible and we don't hear him and we have so much interference in our life. Today, when you hear his voice, open your heart. If not, you'll be like Israel and they began to lose their confidence in God. Have you ever lost your confidence in God a little bit? Ever wavered a little bit? Once you start losing your confidence in God, then you can actually start to lose some of your faith in him. And then you know you've opened yourself up to trouble. Subtly, without realizing it, that I have found myself thinking I can manage this part of my life without God. I can manage without him. I know he controls the universe, and I've given my heart to him, but this area, I think I've got this covered. I will allow myself to do it without him. And I usually know when I've done that is when I, find, I try to force something to happen, and I get angry, and I try to bear over something, or I get distracted by things that are not of God, and I give myself to things that are really not, I, I, I should be, and I can tell. Losing confidence is called unbelief in the Bible. And it's not just for the people out there, it's for anyone that we could be uh, subject to not believing that the Holy Spirit is here, present, and wanting to work in our life in this moment, in this place. Replete throughout the Bible, God says, I will be with you. But not everyone welcomes the Holy Spirit. Not everyone is open to him. They don't believe God is good. They don't believe he's gracious. Perhaps they don't believe he's loving. And or they don't believe he's powerful enough. Some of us have some real challenges. My friend Ralph and Penny have a real challenge taking someone into their home. But I believe that God is fully able to do what they can't do on their own. I know they're going to feel overwhelmed from time to time, and some of you feel the same way. But I feel, still feel he's fully able to give you enough energy, enough power, enough of his grace to do what God's called you to do. Jesus said the world just doesn't get it. Listen how he says this to his disciples about the world. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, talking about the Holy Spirit, to help you 
and he will be with you forever. He will be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. If you're a believer in Jesus, you see him. Well, you don't see him physically, but you get him. You get that the Holy Spirit is there, and you know him. So you already have the spirit working in your life. The world doesn't see God as their frame of reference. And we're inundated with many people who are not believers. Instead of having the Holy Spirit as my frame of reference, the temptation is always to make myself the frame of reference. Instead of making the Spirit the center of everything I do, I put myself as the center. I'm the one that organizes all of my life. By resisting God, we resist the Holy Spirit and we go our own way. What I encourage you is let the Holy Spirit flood your soul this morning. May I offer one more prayer? Let's bow for prayer. Oh God, would you be the center today? Lord, we want to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying. We want to look for that. We want to anticipate that. We don't want our hearts to be numb. We want to be fully present to you. We know you're fully present to us. Help us today to be fully present to you. In Christ's name, amen. We're just two ideas shortly I want to give to you about the Holy Spirit. First of all, the Holy Spirit is near and the Holy Spirit is good. There's so much more I could say about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned about 800 times in the Bible, so it's there. But I want to leave with you that the Holy Spirit is near. The Holy Spirit is near. When you think of God, you might have an idea of God. He rules the world. God, the Almighty One, the One that's above us and beyond us. If you think about Jesus, perhaps you can picture him because you've read about him. He's, he's, he was a man, and he was God, and he walked this earth. And you can get a picture, perhaps, of Jesus. But when I say the Holy Spirit, the mind gets a little fuzzy, and it becomes a little misty in your mind when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the invisible presence of God. When we say we invite Jesus in our life, we know he doesn't walk in there and he's not walking around like a little figure. When we say we allow God into our life, we know that it's not all of God. I'm not big enough to contain him. But we allow the presence of God, which is the Holy Spirit. He's near. When you're in school and you don't get something, sometimes you go, you know, that's just beyond me. And in school, if you don't get something, you say it's beyond me. You have two choices. One is it's beyond me and you give up. Or it's beyond me, I need help. And if you ask for help, you'll get help. But sometimes even for the Holy Spirit, we think the Holy Spirit, that's way beyond me. I can't get that. My friends, I believe you can. I believe you can understand the Holy Spirit. He may be um, beyond you, but he's not out of your reach. He's not out of your reach. The Holy Spirit may be over your head, but he's not out of your reach. He's fully present. 
There's a man, his name's Woody Norris, and he invented this and a new invention, apparently, it's a recent invention. I saw him on TED Talks, and he invented this invention called hypersonic sound. There he is on his TED Talks. And what he demonstrated in the audience, he held up this, you can see that, it looks like a little chalkboard. He held it up, and he had recorded the ocean on that hypersonic sound. And so what he would do is he would pass it through the audience, but nobody would hear it except for the person he would aim it for. So how freaky would that be? I have this little gadget with me, and all of a sudden, as I pass it to you and you pass it to you, you hear the ocean, and then it passes, and then you don't hear it. So he could aim it directly at a person, and you would hear it, and you wouldn't. Freaky, yeah. Yeah. Personalized. You can imagine how this could revolutionize people as they're driving in their car with their kids. You don't have to listen to their music. They could hear only what they want to hear. And then you could hear what in the front seat what you needed to hear, right? Or actually they thought of this. Going into the grocery store. You're in line. They've tried this and it hasn't worked too well in the past. But you're in line and you take one step and all of a sudden you start hearing like an advertisement. It's like just you. Nobody around you. You step out of that zone and you don't hear it anymore. It's exactly what he's invented. So it has a lot of repercussions for us. That That's so specific that you could actually hear the tone to you. Wouldn't it be great if you had that and you could aim it at your children in your bedroom? I see you there. Or the first date. Yeah. Well, apparently it has about a range of 150 feet now, but guess who's the, the, the people that want to buy it the most? The government, the military wants to do this. Now imagine this. They're out the troop movement. Some of you have been in the military. You're out in the movement, and you know 150 yards away is the leader of who's trying to defeat you, and you can aim a voice directly to him and say, we see you. We know where you're going. Or even they can, he said he can direct troop movements, so it sounds like, it's hundreds and hundreds of yards away when the troops are actually over here. Weird. When I heard that and was reading about it, I thought about, uh, even though it's a scientific discovery, I think about the specific way that the Holy Spirit can speak to us individually, that he can actually speak to you and whisper to you. Maybe the person next to you is not understanding it the same way, but he's speaking to you. Today I'm broadcasting a message for everyone. But each one of you are interpreting it or bringing it in individually. And our hope is that you personally experience some of the warmth and the love and the power of the Holy Spirit for you, that he has something specific for you today. Christians believe the Holy Spirit is everywhere. Christians believe that the Holy Spirit can be very near to us. David expressed it well. Even beyond hypersonic sound, the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. This is what David said in Psalm 139. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, love is picturesque language. And if I could dwell in the farthest oceans, do you ever wish you could just fly away somewhere? If I go there, 
Even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me would become light. Even in darkness, I can't hide from you. To you, night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. The nearness of the spirit has an immense uh, power in our life to give us confidence to live as Christians, to confidently know that he goes with you in every part of your life. So many of us have found this nearness of God to be the only thing that sustains us in times when life gets small and the pressure is on. So many of us here today have experienced the nearness of God where it doesn't seem there's a way through or a way around, but the very nearness of God has given you the ability to march out with confidence to know that he's still with you. I've experienced that, have you? Let me hear from you. When are times when you have experienced the nearness of the Holy Spirit? Anyone want to tell me some specific times that you feel comfortable sharing? When have you felt the nearness of the presence of God? About 20 minutes ago. All right, good. During our worship time, perhaps. Anyone else? Angie. A death of a family member felt the presence of the Spirit in a very difficult time. In the operating room, while you're there, you've sensed the spirit there. Yes. The decision to change your job and God, the Holy Spirit was with you as you made that job uh, change. And we're glad you did. Yes. When your husband was in ICU. Okay. Anyone else? When have you experienced the presence of God? Yes. When you were shot and when you were in the hospital, even before then. Good. Anyone else? When have you experienced the Holy Spirit's presence near to you? Our hope is that all of you would experience more of the warmth, more of the love, more of the joy of the Holy Spirit in every part because he is near to you. It might be hard to believe. It might be hard to understand Many of us experience the presence of God near to us. He is near. God, the Holy Spirit, is present. My role is that I would be fully present to him. The second thing is that the Holy Spirit is good. Sometimes people don't, like the Holy Spirit seems a little foreign to them and like so strange that they can't understand the Holy Spirit. But when you've experienced something good, you long for it. You know, some when you were little kids, you couldn't imagine what it was like to fall in love with the opposite sex. Ew, right? But as you grew, you could kind of understand what it means to fall in love. Before then, you never understood that. So it may work for you, but when you get to know that the Holy Spirit is good, it's like when you have a relationship with someone you, you love and it's good. Beforehand, you may have not, not understood it. You didn't know the person, but you got in relationship with them and, the, and you loved them and you cared for them. It could have been a child. It, it could be a spouse. It could be a friend. But it's someone that you got to know and you realize it's good. Before then, you couldn't understand it. They weren't in your presence, so to speak. The Holy Spirit is good. Jesus said so. 
In Luke chapter 11, 13, when he was talking about prayer and asking for God, he said this, If sinful people know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your, holy, your, your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit? The inference is, you know how to give good gifts to the people you care for. How much more will, the, will God the Father give you a good gift? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is good. It's good for you. It's the ultimate good gift that we receive. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Now, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit, but there's more of him. He can be with you, but he also can be with you a residing presence. And it's good. It's good. The Holy Spirit comes and there's more love. There's more joy. There's more peace. There's more patience than you've experienced before. What is the one thing, I, I ask myself, what is the one thing that's required of me for me to receive more of the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible helps us understand that. In the book of Isaiah, it talks about our role. He says, Isaiah says of God, the high and lofty one who lives in eternity, the holy one, God the Father, says this, I live in a high and holy place and with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed of the spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those of repentance heart, repentance hearts. If you felt crushed, you felt humbled, good. That's the place that the Holy Spirit could be. Not necessarily always when life isn't going well, but we have a disposition, I would call it, of receptivity, of humble receptivity to the Lord. I know when I have not had that, when I've tried to push my will in my way, and I, and I, I kind of tr almost trump God in my life, I wonder where he is. But then if something happens, to the Lord allows in my life to kind of upset, unsettle me a little bit, and I have to humble myself before him. And then I experience his sweet, loving, joyful presence again. It's a disposition of, a, of your heart. And it's not one that you just do one time when things aren't going well. It's a constant disposition of being humble before God. He is the high and lofty one who dwells in the heaven and with those who have a contrite and humble heart. Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? That's where it happens, in a contrite experience with him. Have you ever tried to get your way and ended up in frustration? Have you ever tried to will yourself over that? It's interesting, in the Bible, God gives us wonderful examples of people who did. One of the most loyal followers of Jesus was Peter. Peter displayed his loyalty to Jesus so many times. I will follow you to the death. And under pressure, Peter capitulates, and he denies Jesus three times. But Peter experienced, he had to be humbled, so to speak, Jesus forgave him, reinstated him, and said, I love you, now go love others. Peter had to come to a point in his life. I humbled myself before him. Holy Spirit says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. God is already present. Be fully present to him. Let his spirit speak to you. 
Let him. Let him today. Let his love fill you. Don't let it depart from you. He is good. He is near. You see, God is always already present. What we need is to become fully present to God. A few years ago, I read a book about inviting God into your life, and it was imagining that your house, your heart is like a home. And it invited, it used the word Christ, but I'm going to use the Holy Spirit. So this person was open to God. And then God came into what was the part of their house called the kitchen. Now, what happens in the kitchen? What would, what, what would, what would be in the kitchen? Why would the Holy Spirit be allowed in the kitchen? Food's there, and food satisfies our appetites, right? So in this book, it talked about, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to come into all of my appetites. I'm not going to let the, my appetites be the only thing that drives me into my life. Some of us need to hear that today. In your appetites, in your kitchen, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to be there. What about the living room? What happens in our living rooms? You're, you're talking with friends. You're hanging out with them. Maybe you're talking to your family. So in the middle of conversation, you've allowed the Holy Spirit to be welcome there. Perhaps you have a big widescreen TV somewhere in your house, in a room, and you say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. What about the bedroom? What happens in the bedroom? You don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it. You're either sleeping or making love if you're married. I'm saying, okay, let's get that clear. So while I'm sleeping, Holy Spirit, some of us need the Holy Spirit when we're sleeping because we're restless and you've had a hard time. You understand that. Holy Spirit, come there. And in, even in my carnal appetites, do you allow the Holy Spirit to be there or do you rule them? Lord, oh, I want the Holy Spirit to be there even in those Appetites. What about maybe you have a place that you, you study or you have a den or you have a workroom? What, what happens in some of those places? Pardon? You're, you're stressed out by school and you're studying. Can the Holy Spirit come in to that moment when, you, when you're not getting it and you go, I, it's over my head? Yeah. Or while you're working. What, let's take it even beyond the house. What about when you're shopping? Holy Spirit, you are welcome there. How about when you're out and you're, you're driving your car and the traffic's not what you should it should be, or you're in a uh, you're at school, or you're taking the bus, or you're working in your yard? Holy Spirit, are you welcome here? We need to be fully present to God in every area of our life. A simple message that this little reminder is something you can take home. Maybe you want to put it in a certain place in your house where you, or a certain place in your life, and you want to make sure that the Holy Spirit feels welcome there. It's a reminder to you. Maybe put it in the mirror in the morning. Maybe you write it with your lipstick, women, and just, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, whatever. And, of course, if some of you want to send us a picture of that, we would love to. We will post them next week, so I'll just let you know. We'd love you to do that. But it's the way to encourage us that the Holy Spirit is fully present in every moment, 
And he's fully good and fully powerful, able to handle every small part of your life. Would you stand with me as we pray? Whatever your concept of the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is not a subject. The Holy Spirit is a person that wants to be fully involved in your life because the Holy Spirit is the presence of God here on this earth. Would you bow for prayer? God, we're going to address you as Holy Spirit right now. The invisible part of God that we don't fully comprehend. Thank you that you forgive us when we get arrogant and think we can pull off life without you. Or when we think we have you all figured out and we think, oh, I know God and I, I got him figured out. I'm going to kind of go forth without really knowing that there's more of you. Holy Spirit, we don't want to just know about you. We want to experience you as a living presence of God in our life. That Holy Spirit, you are welcome here in every part of my life. You might want to just open your palms up to the Lord and offer up one part of your life saying, I'm going to welcome the Holy Spirit. He's been speaking to me this morning about maybe one part of my life that I need to offer up to him. I've been holding it back. I have one little room, one little compartment that I said, Holy Spirit, you're not welcome here, but now you are. Maybe you want to hold up your hands, your open palms, and just say, Holy Spirit, you're going to be welcome here. No longer is, am I going to let anything hinder your spirit in this moment. No person, no evil force, no selfish act, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And I will give you the glory. And I will anticipate you today. Say that with me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And we go out with full assurance that you are with us expecting you in every little part of our life that you will be fully present and we'll give glory. We'll hear stories about you, how you did miraculous things, the things we didn't understand or expect because we just went out believing you were with us. Our hearts are not going to be hardened. You are speaking to us and we are going to listen and you will speak specifically and direct us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise your name.